We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What's going on, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome back to the DGD podcast. As always, Robert Reynolds here. Uh, Juan Daniels, Kobe Pierce are not here at the moment. Um, a lot of big news over the weekend, obviously, revolving around the NFL draft. Uh, it seems like Georgia has two new locations, um, one in Philadelphia, one in Pittsburgh. We'll talk more about that. Uh, dogs making history. Uh, it's all this easy way to put it. Uh, we'll talk a little bit more about that. And man, oh man, wake up on a Monday realizing that Juan Daniels has to go get a Stetson Bennett jersey. Mm, we'll talk more about that when he comes on. Uh, but with that being said, welcome into the DG podcast. First things first, the show is brought to you by our first uh, a sponsor of the day, Apotheos Roastery, folks. Uh, located in Kennesaw, Georgia, 2871 Cherokee Street Northwest, to be specific. Uh, excellent quality coffee, K-Cups as well. Listen, I drink it every morning. It starts my day off the right way. Uh, and, and when you use dgdpodcast.com forward slash apotheos and you use our link to shop, 20% of every single bag of coffee that you buy using our link 20% of that goes to the Classic City Collective because Apotheos is the Classic City Collective's official partner when it comes to coffee and cold brew. So make sure you check them out. Uh, Jason always uh, makes the best coffee uh, around. Shout outs to Jason there. Uh, yeah, listen, you, you won't be you won't be disappointed whatsoever. Just going to leave it there. But draft time, folks. Uh, obviously, we welcome in J-O-double-G. Uh, Michael B. We get people popping in. Uh, with that being said, though, 13 draft eligible dogs in the draft, 10 of which get drafted within the first seven rounds, obviously. Uh, two get undrafted free agent contracts, and one goes to a camp invite. So we'll talk, we'll break that down a little bit, and we'll go in order by which these uh, are, you know, they were drafted. 
so obviously starting things off the right way. Uh, the Philadelphia or the Philadelphia Bulldogs apparently uh, get Jalen Carter at nine, and what a steal! What a steal! Um, you know, for him to be there at nine, and, and the Eagles of all teams to get him. Holy cow! Uh, I'm just gonna leave it there. As a Donis in the chat as well, uh, the devil. All right, listen, I know his. Uh, yeah, we'll talk about that a little bit too. Um, but no, when, when you look at Jalen Carter, you know, it was just interesting to see, uh, you know, a lot of obviously the Georgia, you know, the Georgia uh, Bulldog goes to Philadelphia. There was a lot of speculation that, you know, he's sitting there at eight. You know, the Falcons could have took him. Uh, they chose not to, though. Uh, and the Eagles from that point just pounced, moved uh, moved a spot up and got their guy with Jalen Carter. Uh, so now you look at, you know, now you're looking at uh, Jordan Davis and uh, Jalen Carter, right, on that defensive line, fortifying that uh, D-line for the Eagles. It's just wild to think about that. Um, it's, it's good for him. I, I think, you know, the infrastructure there, the veteran leadership will definitely ease or make that transition, uh, you know, better for him and, and what he needs when it comes to, um, you know, transitioning into the NFL and succeeding. Um, you know, so you sit there, you watch him go at nine, which I think was absolute value there, value pick. Uh, then, you know, it didn't take long for – it didn't take long for uh, the Steelers to pounce, and the Steelers go pick up Broderick Jones, um, and that's another pick right there. You're getting – you know, the Steelers getting some protection for Kenny Pickett, a uh, lot of athleticism. Guys, we know this. he's hyper-athletic, right? So – you know, the Steelers getting, I felt like, one of the best tackles there uh, on the board at the time for sure. But, you know, I think fitting them right there, that's going to help Najee Harris uh, in Pittsburgh as well. I, I think that's going to help them in all facets of the game. Uh, you know, so we're sitting there night one uh, and then at pick 30. Uh, Nolan Smith comes off the board to none other than the Philadelphia Bulldogs. It's just, it's just wild to see, uh, you know, there was a lot of speculation of, you know, people coming back up to to draft Will Levis, right? Um, they said no to that. Uh, you, know, you look at you look at the value uh, at Nolan Smith at thirty. I, I think you cannot overlook that, and the Eagles did not. Uh, Nolan Smith at thirty. I think they were just as shocked as everyone else. He's still here and he's not getting taken, so we're going to take him. So now that's, you know, you keep going through, and we're, I want to talk more about, you know, the situations here later, but then you go second round and it goes quiet on night two. Up until Steelers' third round pick, when they picked Darnell Washington in the third round, um, absolute still, in my opinion, uh, at, at that time. I feel like that was a legitimate Nakobe situation from last year. Uh, we go there, and then we look at day three, uh, you know, you got Keely Ringo, right? Keely Ringo going to the Eagles as well, as well going to the Eagles. So, again, you see the common trend here. Uh, Stetson Bennett, maybe. Stetson Bennett going to the Rams. Chris Smith to the Raiders. Uh, Warren McClendon. Warren McClendon's going to the, uh, the Rams as well. <coughs> uh, Robert Bill. Uh, before him going to the 49ers, uh, literally within four picks, I think four or five picks, I think you had uh, Chris Smith to the 
Chris Smith, then you had Robert Bill, and then back-to-back you had Warren McClendon. So I thought that was pretty interesting to see there. Uh, then you start looking out, and to the end of it, you start to see Kenny McIntosh. Kenny McIntosh going in the seventh round, wrapping up your 10 draft picks. Uh, and then almost immediately after, you see uh, Jack Podlesny get an undrafted free agent contract with the Vikings, and uh, Kiers Jackson uh, signs an undrafted free agent contract with the uh, Tennessee Titans. Um, Warren Erickson, you know, gets a camp invite to Denver. So all three or all 13 guys uh, are officially uh, entered into some sort of, you know, contract or process in the next level. So it's always fun to see these guys go in and, and do that, you know, do those things. Uh, and as as the chat is reading, uh, DG passes, I'd like to go on record in saying that I called it on this show, Carter to Eagles and 10 dogs drafted. Yeah, elite. Um, Wanson Bennett, by the way. Uh, we've got some. We've got a bone to pick with him. Try telling him. Now, listen. At the same time, uh, on that record, I, I do want to say that I did project him to get drafted, but he was actually earlier than what I expected. So uh, that that was let's just say that was interesting as well. But nonetheless, you get 128th overall, which leads me to some fun facts um, about. A Florida account on Twitter that wanted to flex, if you will, um, comparing where Anthony Richardson was drafted fourth overall to Stetson Bennett. But the thing about it is, I don't think that's the, I don't think that's a flex that you really think it is. So. It really isn't because two rings. What did you, what did you get with Anthony Richardson? Subpar. Sub 500 season last year. Way to go, Turbo. Uh, that's all I can put it there. Uh, but yeah, the, you see those posts, and it's just one of those things where I don't really understand what the logic behind it is. But you know, Florida fans just were not happy about that. They really don't. Um, JOWG continuing to bash Juan here. Um, hopefully, when he comes back on, we will have an answer for this. Because uh, it'll be the first thing I, I, I expect to be coming up. I can't say that it wouldn't be. <clears throat> Excuse me. But I want to talk about the current situation with what the Eagles and, and the Eagles took this in stride. Uh, GM Howie Roseman, you know, and the Eagles organization as a whole, you know, have went even as far as to, you know, basically use their official Twitter account. Uh, <clears throat> excuse me. Their official Twitter account. is is now basically littered with bulldogs so you have on their main on their main twitter account you see philly georgia bull eagles or georgia delphia eagle dogs both have rings to them if you know what i mean um but it just shows you right the the influx of georgia talent into that organization and i i don't think that should go unnoticed whatsoever also, Adonis wants to bring in that this is another thing. During, I want to say day three, right, over the weekend on Saturday, DeAndre Swift gets traded to the Eagles as well. So now you look at the situation, you've got – you've just got so much talent from the from that Georgia team. And now you add DeAndre Swift to the Eagles. It's literally – now you're starting to understand why it's becoming Georgia North, Athens North. 
and I'm here for it. And I think you look at a lot of Georgia fans, a lot of them, taking their talents up to Philadelphia, and for and rightfully so. I mean, you've got you've got the four cornerstone pieces of that defense that won our first national title, and you've got DeAndre Swift now. I'm okay with that. I'm absolutely okay with that. But you sit there, you bring in, you know, you look at what they're got, and now you pair the you pair those guys on defense, and you pair them with Hassan Reddick, and you pair them with Fletcher Cox that he decided to come back. It becomes downright dangerous, and you're adding ex- just extensive depth to the situation. Um, J-O-W-G, while he can humble himself, uh, no, I'm not going to make him admit the Utah greatness because there's no such thing. That is an oxymoron. Um, correct it, please. But nonetheless, right, you look at, you know, Nolan Smith and what he brings, right, the, the, the speed that they're getting, <clears throat> the size that they're getting. I mean, and when you listen, there was a clip on the Internet uh, on the Eagles account when they when they were talking to um, Nolan Smith, you know, the, the, the call, if you will. And, and, you know, it's just funny that Howie Roseman is a Florida alum. So you hear this and he's like, you know how hard it is as a Florida Gator for me to take all these fucking dogs, basically uh, paraphrasing. He didn't say that <clears throat> they, they censored that. But, um, you know, but then when you hear Nolan Smith's response, it just reiterates the point. He's like, you wanted to win. You wanted to win, though. And and which, you know, Howard Roseman obviously obliged and, and, and responding back to that with, yes, I do want to <laughs> I do want to win. So it's just fun to see. I mean. You look at the situation, and now you're starting to see Georgia Bulldogs go in groups. And I think that that's interesting to note because you have – now, while you have a situation where not everyone are together, not all of them are together, you look at serious clumps of teammates together. That instills some of that culture, right? You look at – like I said, with the Eagles, we know you've got – now you've got uh, yeah, Jalen Carter – Jordan Davis, Nicobe Dean, Keely Ringo, DeAndre Swift. You, and then you look at the Steelers. Now you got George Pickens. You got Broderick Jones, Darnell Washington. The Rams take uh, the Rams have Matt Stafford now, but they've also got Stetson Bennett, Warren McClendon, and Darian Kendrick. It's, you start to see these Packers with Coy Walker and Devontae Wyatt. Right? You, Georgia gets drafted in groups now, it seems like. And then We'll see how it moves coming, you know, moving forward, what that looks like. But it's always fun to see your dogs play together at the next level once you saw them for three to four years as well in Georgia. It's, it's nice to see. But I do want to talk about some stats here that I saw that really drives home the overall perspective from a Georgia program. And Kirby Smart and Georgia staff are, are writing history in their own way. Uh, Jonathan Will, Dr. J. Will, uh, shout out my boy Jonathan. Kirby Smart has produced a total of 15 first-round picks during the last six years at Georgia. Uh, that's more than the total number of draft picks that any of Tennessee, Ole Miss, USC, Texas, or Florida State have produced over their last four years. That's To me, that's interesting. But, it yeah, worth a try. Yeah, absolutely. We know, we know how it is. Persistence. I thought that was interesting. I did. Um, it was it was very fun to see that because you look at that 2021 team 
and you really start to look and just see how you know how interesting that team was because now that team is the whole defense is an NFL defense. Keep that in mind. Uh, anyone that played a snap in 2021 is now a NFL player, basically. So now you're looking at that situation where you have you have an entire defense on on an NFL roster to some degree, and it's just wild to think about that. But I do want to I want to get the brigade's uh, thoughts here. Um, I'm going to talk about my favorite fits for this segment here. But I want you to, in the comments, if you're listening or if you're watching this, let me know which player has the best situation where they got drafted. Let me know that. Um, Specifically, I think you look at Jalen Carter as being the best fit for him. Um, The reason why I say that is because, you know, everyone wants to focus on the off-field issues and things like that. And while that is fair – I do think you have to be careful, right, in moving forward. So to do that, to put him into, to put him into the situation where you've got your teammates there, right? You've got the infrastructure with the veteran leadership. It's not just a, a young, a youth, you know, organization. You have, you know, some established veteran leadership. He's with his teammates that can, you know, can do the things like that needs to be done. In my opinion, I think that is the best fit for him. Um, as Mike B says, Stett and Darnell have good fits. Yes, absolutely. I think I, I don't see a situation in which a, any player went to a bad spot, in my opinion. Um, you know, Stett's in getting to go behind uh, Matt Stafford, right, learn the offense. I think we, we've seen he was capable of, of running an NFL offense under Todd Buckingham. That being said, you sit there, develop, and learn under Matt Stafford, one of the best Georgia, uh, Georgia greats. And I genuinely think that you've got him in a position for success. Uh, you know, I was expecting him to go somewhere where they had an established quarterback, right? I don't think you want him to off the rip trying to establish, you know, establish a starting role. But at the same time, though, getting him behind Matt Stafford, getting him, you know, getting that Georgia connection going, it's going to. I feel like it's going to create the chemistry that you need for the backup room. And he's going to be able to learn, uh, learn and soak everything in. And, and, you know, I think he's just another uh, tip in the cap to his story, right? You, you prove a lot of people wrong. Um, with that being said, you sit there, now you've got a fourth round pick when a lot of people think or were thinking, excuse me, that he wasn't going to amount to anything in the NFL, not even get there. And now you've got a fourth round pick top, 130, right? 128 overall. That that matters. Um, now you go to the next level and you sit there and you prove yourself some more, right? Keep writing your story. And I think ultimately he will do that. Um, at the same time, you know, Darnell seems to be in the comments here as well. Yeah, And I want to hear someone elaborate more and see if we're on the same page here. But I think Darnell going there, You've got Broderick as well. But he I think when you look at Pickett, Pickett's willing to, you know, utilize him. And I think Mike Tomlin can utilize Darnell Washington in the receiving game. 
but it's going to it's going to help. I think you can play right away for sure. Honestly, um, when you do that and you pair him, right? You pair him with George Pickens, right? That to me should and Deontay Johnson, that should open up situations for him to get utilized in the passing game. And when you want to run the ball with uh, Najee Harris, you can turn him into right a six offensive lineman. And I think that's what's going to happen. You know, Tomlin, in my opinion, is is more than understanding of what Georgia players do and how they're utilized. And I think you kind of see some of the similarities there. Uh, with a maybe, I mean, with Pickens' case, I think you see a little bit more exposure uh, in regards to targeting and th- targets and stuff like that. But at the same time, I think you you know you're going to see Darnell go to a position where he gets utilized, and you know. And I think that's another good fit behind it. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. I, I think you look at Warren McClendon. I know this kind of sounds like it's jumping around, but Warren McClendon, I think, you know, protecting Matt Stafford and things like that, like just the, just the position. Um, you know, obviously being a right tackle, uh, you're not looked at in the same way as a left tackle like you would see a Broderick or whatever. But I think he has a shot there. You know, and, and to just be able to go in there and, and play. That's just my thought there. Um, you look at Kenny McIntosh, man, it's just interesting. Uh, well, hold on. Um, Black Adonis says Pod Leslie might take Joseph's job. I don't, I'm not really sure the, the Minnesota kicker, but I'm assuming that's what you're talking about. Listen, I think you could see Pod Leslie come in there. And listen, the fact that he's in a dome is going to help him. Um, it's, it's mostly in a dome. But at the same time, Pod Lesney, I, I, you know, I think is more than capable of making an NFL roster. Speaking of, get Rodrigo Blankenship on the NFL roster. Come on, guys. Come on. Somebody's got to make that happen. Um, but, yeah, I think Adonis uh, has a good point. And Pod Lesney, I think, could make a thing, uh, make a case for making the roster legitimately and, and being a kicker uh, for the Vikings. You know, looking back at Kenny McIntosh, man, Kenny McIntosh's story throughout the draft was was pretty interesting. Um, you know, listen, I thought McIntosh, I was surprised when he got drafted because you, you look at it, I felt like he was going to get drafted, but it got to a point where I was just fading uh, in regards to hope. My hope was fading for him to get drafted um, because you get to be so far back and you see a lot of these running backs taken. And you're like, damn, you know, and knowing that knowing the situation, it's like, who's going to take him? So when Seattle drafted him, it's like, wait a minute, they already had uh, Chardonnay, the Charbonnet or whatever his name from uh, uh, from UCLA earlier in the draft. So to take Kenny McIntosh in the seventh round, I, I thought was a very good pickup for uh, Seattle. Uh, you know, they do have Kenneth Walker and, like I said, Chardonnay, but at the same time. Like what can Kenny like? I feel like Kenny's versatility and how he comes in production that he can bring is going to keep him on the roster. Um, you could utilize all three running backs because they bring different things to the table. And with that being said, I, you know you look at Kenny's pass protection. I thought was excellent. He showed in the spring uh, in the Senior Bowl. Uh, obviously, we've seen him in Athens, but you know. He might not have the, you know, the, the 40 time I think dinged him a lot here. But we've seen that he has the capability to be a tenacious, willing blocker on top of physical in the run game. We saw Ventrell Miller just get 
over and over and over and ran for, you know, just ran around. So when you take a, you know, when you take a, a glance at it, I think even if there's three running backs here, I think Seattle can make things happen. Uh, and his pass protection could help him go a long way with, uh, you know, definitely trying to keep Geno Smith upright is going to be huge. So you bring his skill set. There you go. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Oh, excuse me. Excuse me. Excuse me. Sorry, I had to sneeze. So, but yeah, I, I think you look at, yeah, I think all the guys got a good spot. I'm, I'm hoping, I'm hoping that, uh, that Erickson gets a good shot. I know the odds are going to be sacked against him, but I do hope that he has a good shot to make something. Um, I really hope him, uh, wish him the best. Want him to see, uh, want to see him do good things. While we're uh, so we're talking a little bit here, drop your comments uh, in the chat. And let me know some more, uh, you know, thoughts on best fits. But I do think it was interesting uh, when you look at, excuse me, the scope of the, the college football world and how and how how you look at the draft. Um, you know, you take a lot of Power Five schools. I think only what. One HBCU school player got picked. Um, but it, to me, overall, it looked like a lot of teams drafted a lot of good players, and every team I felt like got better. Um, you know, there were some questions about Detroit selections in the first round, but as the draft really solidified some things, which I think turned out well. Um, let's see. Apparently, uh, We've got Eagle fans that are uh, deciding that they're Georgia fans. Uh, so again, this kind of alludes back to the situation where, like, like you said, the Eagles took this in stride, and so did the and so did the Dogs, right? Um, it, it's, it's funny, but at the same time, I feel like there is some truth uh, behind what's being, you know, explained here, and you're starting to see a lot of people become um, fans of that. Uh, so I saw another, uh, let's see, where was it? I don't know how truthful this is, but I did see something as well. Most draft picks by college football teams in the last five years, it shows it shows Georgia with 48, with 12 um, first-round picks. And if that's true, that is very interesting. 
very, very interesting, uh, might I add. Let's see. Checking out. I'm seeing if there's any other news uh, recently. But did I want to get y'all thoughts as well. If you're not familiar with it, um, Broderick Jones already has his number picked out for uh, for when he plays in Pittsburgh. Uh, and he decided to choose 77 uh, to honor Devin Willard. Uh, and I think that's probably one of the coolest gestures you'll see uh, in quite some time there. And I just thought that was one of the coolest things to see. It was immediate too. So, for, you know, for me to, you know, look into that, I, I thought that was awesome to see. Very, very cool to see. Um, also, while we while we wait for Juan Daniels, we need to see if anyone like we need to find a Stetson jersey for him, right? I think we need to. I think we need to do that. Find us. Find a Stetson jersey for him, and go from there. Uh, another fun fact: um, the only university to have a tight end drafted each of the last five NFL drafts is Georgia. Um, when you look at it, you've got obviously Darnell um, in 23. Going backwards, you have uh, John, uh, John Fitzpatrick last year, uh, Trey McKitty the year before that, Charlie Warner, and then Isaac Nauta. Uh, so five years, you've had a consecutive draft with a Georgia tight end. It's just crazy, crazy stuff to see. Uh, which is again, it's just one of those cool things you love to see. You just love to see it. Uh, excuse me, but no, I think I think we should become a, a, a basically a, a open and a safe space for for Eagles fans if they want to become Georgia fans. I think we need to make that happen. Uh, I'm just going to leave that there. I think that'll be be key for for new growth, right? Bringing in some bringing some Eagles fans. They're wild up in Philly. Um, yeah, just going to leave that there. But no, so I do want to bring up while we have this a second sponsor. Excuse me. Uh, Alumni Hall, folks. Uh, if you did not know, uh, Alumni Hall, we're currently running uh, a, a sale April 30th through May 6th. Uh, go to our website, dgdpodcast.com forward slash Alumni Hall. Shop there. And when you check out, when you go to check out, use code DGDGRAD. No spaces, DGDGRAD, D-G-D-G-R-A-D. Um, <clears throat> use that as a discount code and you'll get 20% off. You're, I, I, I'd love to see if you if you do use that and you have, if you have uh, the ability to, let us know just how much you save. Because I'd love, I'd love to let the folks know at Alumni Hall and just let them know that, hey, you know, this 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 works and we love doing business like that. So let them know, like, let us know if you if you use it, how much you saved. I, I think that'll be fun to see. But anyways, let's talk some new things. So what are y'all's thoughts on uh, Rusty Manziel joining on three? I thought that was I thought that was very interesting. Obviously, uh, Rusty's been on the show before. Um that's that's I feel like that's going to change the landscape on recruiting services. Uh, I definitely think that's going to be some news. It's definitely newsworthy for Georgia fans. Um, if I'm not mistaken, first day there, he started today, 
already dropping a crystal board, a crystal ball or a prediction for Riola. <clears throat> oh, J O double G. Even better, a Rams Stetson jersey. Pat, if you're here, confirm that that's available. It should be. If it is, we we might have to make something work. He gets to keep it or whatever the case may be. Just just to let him know. I think we need to do that. Someone confirm that while he gets in here. Oh, that's going to be so fun. <laughs> um, but no. So you look at you look at the. It's just crazy to look at. 25, 25 players drafted. It is available. Pat confirms that it is available. Guys, when he when he comes on, I think we need to talk to him and let him know what kind of jersey we're going to get him. I think that's got to be the case. It just has to be, right? It just has to be. We'll let him rock it. Do we do we have predictions on size? Any 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 guesses? Do we get him a bigger size just because? I, I think so. I think we can see that. I can see that. So we'll we'll keep an eye out for it. Um, so also, obviously, with you know, with the with the drafts, right? With the drafts come to your contracts. This this will always be my reasoning why NFL is greater than NIL. Um, the reason why I say that is because we'll take a projected list of spend. Extra media. Okay. We're going to take a look at projected contracts for each of our draftees. And then you then you will take and contemplate what you can make on NIL deals. Okay. Keep this in mind. Jalen Carter, number nine overall. You're looking at what make around $21.8 million over the four-year deal. 12.8 of that is guaranteed. Find that. Find that in NIL. But nonetheless, Broderick Jones, 14, uh, 16.6 mil, uh, 9.1 mil guaranteed. And we've got a bird flying around here. As Juan Daniels shows up, Juan Daniels, welcome to the show. What's going on, man? How you doing? I'm I'm doing well. The question is, how are you doing? How are you doing? I'm good, man. I'm good. I uh, the the best thing is is uh. You know, I want to let Joel know that um, the the Utah sanctions have been lifted, and Ooh. now it's official that the Rams are absolute trash. So breaking news, breaking news. Um, I'm just saying here. I just want to let you know how good it feels to be the uh, the winner of this bet, sir. <laughs> just go, just going to say that right there. Congratulations! Congratulations! I tried telling you, man. And I listen, we talked about this offline. I don't think we even I don't think I even saw him going in fourth. All right. When you look at the run on quarterbacks, I think that's kind of what did it in. But I I did feel like he would get drafted. So I think what we're gonna have to do, Juan, for your punishment, sir, we're gonna have to get you. Yeah, you know, I'm glad you just brought that up. I'm glad you said. I'm glad you said that Utah's lifted and now the Rams are trash. Because we might just have to get you a Stetson Bennett Rams jersey, sir. Yeah, that that would probably be even worse. <laughs> oh, it half, make, half half Georgia, half Rams. I don't think we're going to do that. <laughs> I don't think we're going to do that. But we might have to just find. Yeah, I don't know. Do we want to go fanatics or do we want to go DH gate to make it even better? 
probably fanatics. <laughs> Let's see what happens here. Yeah. But yeah, we, we're going to have to get you that. We're going to have to only the best jersey for Juan Daniels. Okay. Yeah. Only the best. Yeah. I, uh, I, I put in the chat or not in the chat, but in our group little thing, you know, I should probably just get a trash bag and put it on. I think that'd probably be better. I think people are going to start questioning you the, the hate still one. I mean, <laughs> listen, I understand everybody is entitled to their own opinions, but people, I mean, he just went fourth round. I mean, listen, we talk about trash though, right? But there's some Gator garbage that got drafted fourth overall. Just, just gonna say that that that, that was shocking, man. It uh, it wasn't shocking. It's just, I just, you're there's a lot of money invested there for someone that has to get developed so much. Yeah, it's and it, and it's not only that, man. I mean that that's a you know a, a guy that's not really proven. He played what like 13 games. And he's really not a guy that fits an Indianapolis type uh, uh, offense, an Indianapolis type, you know, feel. It, it's it's really it, it's just really kind of mind-boggling. I would even say befuddling is is the best way. I think. <clears throat> excuse me. Yeah, I'm with you. I, I just, I mean, I, I'm not going to sit here and talk about Florida player like that, but. I mean, you're you're betting on his. I mean, listen, we know he's fast, we know he's big, but now you've got to get him into a system that he can read full progressions and stuff like that. There's a there's going to be a lot of investment from a training perspective that's got to get him up to speed because what we saw against Georgia, right, is not what you want to see if you're the the Colts. You're banking on the development potential there. I, I mean. We, we, I, just, I brought this up, one. Everybody that played in 2021 on the defense, for the most part, is it's an NFL team now. So you see him playing NFL defense, basically, right? And it's not good, not good whatsoever. Now, at the same time, there's a lot more – I guess you could say there's a lot better talent around him there in Indianapolis. But how much of a difference does it make when you counterbalance the NFL defense again? Yeah, you're right. You're right. It's it's almost kind of a kind of a wash in your back at square one. You know, are are you going to be able to make that transition? Are you going to be able to get the ball to your players? Um, again, um, it, it's 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 everybody's good. So he's going to be basically playing the 2021 defense every week, and and that's even you know for your worst team is going to be that 2021 defense. So. Um, you know, we'll, we'll see. Obviously, they saw something that, that that we haven't seen. I know the offensive coordinator was, or the, the coach is one of the guys that developed um, Jalen Hurts, and Jalen Hurts is, is actually doing very well. Um, so, you know, we'll, we'll just have to see. So I wanted to bring it up. We talked about Stetson getting drafted, but Tanner McKee got drafted from Stanford. Uh, Stanford starting quarterback. Yeah. Does that, speak, does that speak volumes? I mean, I'm not telling you to bash a kid or anything. I, I'm not going to do this. Does is that telling of how this draft went in regards to quarterbacks? Yeah, it's 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 strange because if if you flip flopped both McKee and Richardson, it would make more sense. So Richardson would be a better fit at Philadelphia because that's the same style that you would have with, uh, you know, with, with the Jalen Hurts and the Philadelphia offense. And then for Indianapolis, 
you know, it, it's almost a better fit for Tanner McKee. He's a six six guy, not super duper mobile, and that's you know that that's basically what you've had over the years uh, as far as quarterbacks. I mean, you look at Peyton Manning. Peyton Manning was great, but he was not very mobile. Um, then you had. Um, you know, Andrew Luck was a little bit more mobile, but again, these are guys that are just more your pocket passers. So it's it's really strange to see the reverse. I do think that, you know, Tanner McKee will have an opportunity to learn. I don't see him starting. You know, I don't see him playing a whole lot, but he'll have an opportunity to learn, and I think he'll be a great backup somewhere. Yeah, you know, you sit there thinking about it, right? I mean, like I was, I mentioned earlier that I felt like all the teams really had a decent draft. I didn't see one team have a just terrible draft. Uh, there were some terrible moments, I thought, but not overall, right? Um, and I want to bring it back around, too, as well. You know, I want to get your thoughts on the overall draft from a Georgia perspective, right? All, Well, all t uh, 10 got drafted, as we predicted. Uh, all 13 are now associated, right? You have uh, two undrafted free agents and then Warren Erickson rounding out with a camp invite to Denver. Um, so I want to get your thoughts on you know, the draft over the weekend. Um, I I'll tell you what. Based off of where the our, our guys fell, especially in the first round, every team that picked up a Georgia player got a steal. They got an absolute steal, and um, you know that they a lot of our guys went lower than 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 expected. But again, and 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 the draft winner goes to the Philadelphia Eagles. I mean, it's, Jesus Christ! It, you know, they pretty much have. You know, you know, almost half of that 2021 defense. Um, they're they're going to be outstanding. That's a true case of the rich getting richer. Philadelphia's defense was already pretty dang good. That got them to a Super Bowl. But now you add in these additional players. I think that Keely Ringo is going to have a great fit there. Let me just tell you right now. Anytime that your defensive front puts a lot of pressure on on on, on an offense it makes your job as a cornerback or safety that much easier. And, and, and that's exactly what you've got up front are just some absolute monsters. Cause you've got, I mean, think about this. Like I, I you've got, you've got Jalen Carter, Jordan Davis, Nolan Smith, Keely Ringo. And now you add on the offense, Deandre Swift. God. It's, it's becoming a, it's, it's literally becoming Athens North university of Georgia North campus. Yeah. Like, it's insane. But then you look over, you look at the NFL teams, they're drafting Georgia Bulldogs in groups now. Uh, I mean, if you if you really look at it, right, outside of the Raiders and the Niners, the Rams pick two, right? The Rams pick two, the Steelers pick uh, two, and four with the um, and four with the uh, Eagles. It's just ridiculous. Yeah. Well, if, if you know – Anything, if, if, if you've done any research on the, the Eagles guy, I, I can't even remember his last name. He has done a great job year after year of keeping, you know, keeping the salary cap in check, going out there, researching and getting great players. And, you know, one of the things that you look at is when Andy Reid left, everybody thought, wow, the Philadelphia Eagles are going to fall off. I mean, they're not going to be as good as they, they were before. And look at them. Here they are back in the, uh, you know, back in the Super Bowl. And then now <laughs> you've added additional players to an already great team. That says a lot about that, uh, 
you know, the, the guy at, at Philadelphia. Yeah, Howie Roseman, man. I mean, it was it was funny to listen to a, a Eagles, uh, not Eagles, uh, a Florida alum just drafting two Georgia uh, players in the first round, on top of what they picked up last year. Which, it's just so fun. Yeah, Michael B says, didn't the Raiders and 49ers draft? Yes. Um, I was just mentioning in this draft you saw groups. Um, you know, but if you look at it though, the Raiders have Zeus, and then the 49ers have Charlie Warner. So again, there's when you look at the draft, like you look at the NFL rosters, you're starting to see groups. Uh, Devontae and um, well, you, Devontae Stokes and Quay Walker in Green Bay. Um, Roquan Smith, I think, might be the Lone Ranger. Up at, no, Ben Cleveland and Roquan. Uh, you know, at Baltimore, just to name some examples, man. It's it's so much fun to see all these guys, you know, going with former Georgia Bulldogs. It's it just shows you, right? It just shows you how well um, how George is representing from college to the NFL level. Well, look at, again, this was something that we talked about is once you see these players perform at the combine, whoever their strength and dis, uh, strength and conditioning coach is is absolutely outstanding. I mean, he is absolutely outstanding so to prepare these guys not only just for the draft but to be successful in the nfl and now you can really see why georgia is as good as advertised and why they will continue to be good as advertised there's not a there's not a team that i've heard of as of yet that is going to be a favorite to even challenge the bulldogs for a national championship let alone beat them so what they're doing at georgia is, is something special and imagine taking a four, three, four, five-star guy and then go, putting him through that program and then, you know, uh, you know, setting them up for success. Why would you not want to grab a guy out of the out of this draft uh, I, from the Georgia team? Now, I'll, I'll tell you this. I want to ask you a question about this because Georgia's always been kind of criticizing quarterback development, right? With Stetson getting drafted in the fourth, what kind of impact does that have moving forward when you talk to recruits trying to come to the University of Georgia from a quarterback perspective? Um, I, I, I wouldn't say very much, um, simply because if you if, if you really look at it, Stetson was the benefactor of a great team overall. So he didn't have to do much. And, and it's funny because when I would talk about him getting drafted, a lot of a lot of these these elite quarterbacks that you see with a coach would never ever say to them you know play within the offense or play within the system so you wouldn't have never heard that from a Bryce Young or CJ Stroud or, or anybody else for that matter now the you know from a from a development standpoint I don't think that they do a very good job of it because they develop people just for their system um, versus you know you know, versus, you know, preparing them for the NFL. We'll have an opportunity to see how well Stetson does, especially in the preseason, if he is prepared and then what type of a learning curve. And if there's not much and if he does do well, that's something that these quarterbacks are going to be like, wow. So now I can go to Georgia. Now I can develop. And that'll be something that Stetson can come back and talk to recruits, you know, and say, hey, listen, um, I was prepared. I was developed well enough to where I could be successful in the NFL. Um, but but as far as quarterbacks are concerned, unless you're a guy that's playing with Lincoln Riley, a um, um, you, you know uh, 
Nick Saban or something like that, then that that's probably where they're going to choose to go versus, Hey, I want to go and win a national championship. I'm going to, I'm going to UGA. Yeah. I look at it too this way. I think you look at it, right? Like you have the ability now to say Georgia can get you drafted, but I do think the, the, the microscope is going to be on him in the preseason because I feel like that'll be when you really see him, right? Like, because you have Matt Stafford in LA, right? So if, if he looks like he's comfortable and reading through uh, progressions and things like that and it's transferring over, I think at that point you can really say that Kirby's system offensively, or the Georgia system, it is effective, right? Like with Todd Munkin here, we knew that it was effective because we've seen it happen in the NFL. So the fact that he was able to execute it tells me that I feel like he can do things in the NFL, right? Kind of led me to feel why he got drafted. But I want to see how he handles that progression with someone else at the next level. You see, yeah. does that make sense? Oh, it, it definitely does. And and so, but you can also tell the shift, right? So if you look at Kirby and the way that he runs his program, it's the same way that you would see um, at, at Alabama when they had a AJ McCarron who is now in the XFL, or if they had a Greg McElroy who is 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 now. Um, you know, he, he's an announcer, but these guys were not successful at, at the next level. Um, um, so it, the only reason that that Alabama became successful and had successful quarterbacks, it was to start with Lane Kiffin and then and then Sarkeesian, who's another guy that these people are, 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 are going towards. And then once they opened up, I mean, for us to say that Alabama would have five or sorry, four quarterbacks. Um, to, to go into the NFL back to back to back to back and potentially have all four of them starting before, um, you know, before Kiffin got there, it would have been unheard of. And so I'm hoping that Georgia will have that same type of awakening, you know, may, maybe with a Bobo where, where Bobo opens these guys up and develops them to where they're more functional and they're not just system guys because, Unfortunately, unless that quarterback goes directly to a San Francisco 49ers or somebody that runs a West Coast, then, you know, those types of quarterbacks are just kind of obsolete. I just saw this, and I think this is going to be absolutely nuts to digest. In the last three NFL drafts, Georgia has had a first-round pick at every position on defense. Wow. (laughs) Wow. Every. We're not, ta- we're not talking, obviously, full 11. We're talking about cornerback, safety, uh, each linebacker, and then from The defensive. From yeah, man, that's that's, that's, that's nuts. That's, nuts. That's, if, if, if I'm a defensive guy, that's where I want to be. I want to be at Georgia. I, I, think, that, I think that stat kind of solidifies that notion, right? I mean, yeah. I mean, because let's, let's, let's break it down, right? You've got right, Lewisine at the safety position. You've got Stokes. It great to Green Bay was the um, was the, was your cornerback. Then you've got uh, then you've got linebackers. You got uh, Quay Walker, right? Yep. Then you've got Jordan Davis, uh, Trayvon, Jalen, Nolan Smith. Sick. That's Agreed. nuts. Yeah. That is and, ridiculous. And, and, and guess what? I mean, they're gonna be. I could see. I could see next year or the year after being Malachi Starks last year. I think he's going to be a three-year guy. Um, I, I see him leaving. But hopefully, you know, if, if, if I'm K.J. Bolden, who is a big-time guy that we're trying to get, 
um, at, at, you know, from Buford, I'm looking and saying, not only will I have an opportunity to come in there and start my freshman year, but I also have an opportunity to get drafted in the first round. What makes it more interesting is understanding the NFL value for safeties. You don't typically see them going in the in the first like that. Nope. So to, the fact that Vikings traded up to get Lewis seen speaks more volumes than people realize. Because they got him at the last pick. But the fact that they wanted to get him for five years, get that fifth-year option, was it, it, it speaks volumes. Yeah. But, I mean, when you really look at it, though, too, you know, it's going to be interesting to see how we can do – if we can try to get this changed on the offensive side of the ball. The problem is, from a running back's perspective, I don't see that happening because of the true value. right? I feel like Bijan and Gibbs, this, this draft class, was kind of outliers to the to the rule in in theory, because some of the better ones went round two, like James Cook went round two, and I thought James Cook was the best receiving back last year by far. So yeah. Yeah, I don't know if you I don't know if you see the same dynamic on offense on the offensive side of the ball. Well, I I, I tell you what the 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 great thing that that these these teams are going to have is again these offensive players are going to have less wear and tear, so they're going to be more durable. Um, and just because they don't go and grab them in the first, second, third round doesn't mean that they're not high on their list. They're just kind of hoping that they end up falling in their laps. And that was just something that, you know, for, for McIntosh just kind of fell in somebody's lap. I think he's going to be absolutely fantastic. Great running back, great out of the backfield. And now, you know, what you're seeing in the NFL, there's not that – durable back that they used to have in the past except for maybe a Derrick Henry and then Derrick Henry's on the trading block so they're kind of going away from that and going back to that you know that that two back set you know one you know going back to that true scat back and you got that guy that's gonna you know come out of the backfield and, and you look at some of these teams I mean they got two three two or three backs um yeah so I I think again Anybody that picked up anybody from Georgia, that's an absolute steal. Do you see – so I know I asked this uh, for the brigade. Do you see any 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 uh, player that got put into a bad situation, like a bad cult? Like, yeah, like I'm glad I'm glad no one got drafted to, like, say, Cleveland or something like that. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> Yeah. Like, sorry, Nick Chubb. Sorry. But yeah. I feel like all the guys that got drafted went to a decent spot. Am I wrong? No, they they went to a they went to a great spot, and you know I, I tell you what, once they go to these places, I, these 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 teams are going to be shocked with the physicality to with, with with the work ethic, because that is exactly what Kirby demands. He demands that, and it's the same thing too that you would have with all of these Alabama players that were coming, you know, in there is they were immediate starters just because of the work ethic, just because of what they brought, the value that they that, that they brought to these teams. And so even if somebody did go to a bad place, I could still see them bringing value again, unless it's unless it's Cleveland or or the Rams, you know, then, you know, oh, they, they got to. What'd you say? So you got Warren McClendon going to the Rams. He gonna, he gonna, he's going to suck it up. Yeah. 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 Well, I mean, it's just the Rams are just trash. So that's. <laughs> and now and now hashtag has changed, by the way. Yes, yes, yes. 
one when I, I, this is going to make this even more sweeter when we get you a, a Stetson Rams jersey. <laughs> uh, five, Jesus Christ! You know, looking ahead to next year, I know we're getting way too far ahead of this, but next year you could see even more. Dude, like the the names that could potentially be gone next year, dude. That list, like we thought, fifteen was a lot. You could, dude. There's a chance you could see fifteen to twenty guys leaving. Potentially, yeah. I say potentially. Yeah, but that well, list is going to be ridiculous. But but guess what? This is the true, you know that that true adage where you know you could say Georgia, they don't rebuild, they reload. And 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 losing fifteen guys. Imagine, just imagine if half of those guys stayed last year, of those fifteen that got drafted. I, I mean, know, I know been, someone that doesn't want to think about that. It would have been absolutely criminal, right? And, and if they would have stayed this, you know. So they fifteen left. Then you go and win another national championship. You got thirteen from that team that are gone. Like all, you know, all in all. And then you're coming back, and I think that you're going to be stronger this year than you have. But it is. It's, it's a true next man up. And, you know, for, from an NFL standpoint, if I'm looking at Georgia, I'm looking like, okay, wait a minute. They lost 15 people, and they still go and win a national championship. They lose 13 people. They're going to be the favorite to win another national championship. I am basically going to go and then just start cherry picking everybody I can from the University of Georgia. Yeah, I mean, you would think you better stop the Eagles from doing it. Yeah. I mean, yeah, you look, I mean, just think about it, right? Like we can already pencil in Brock Bowers, right? I think that's going to be the headline guy there. Small Munden, I think could be first rounder. Pop Johnson, depending on need, could be an early rounder. Carson Beck, if he has a good season, like we're expecting him, if he's a starter, that's a first, that could be a first round pick there. Yeah. You know, I, I think the problem is though with with Carson though, you you look at the class. I think I don't know how to feel about this class yet. I think time will tell. Um, this upcoming quarterback class, there was a lot of quarterbacks drafted. I get it. I get that not everyone was like first round, but there was a lot of backups that I think people could look at and see if they get develop right and then become starters. I think Brock Purdy changed the game with quarterbacks. Yeah, I agree. I agree. That, I, I, there, there are going to be a lot of there are going to be a lot of guys. They're already headlining, of course. You know, Caleb Williams being the 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 number one guy. Um, I'm, I'm pretty sure Quinn Ewers he's going to be coming out. You know, you're going to have both, yep, yep, Bo Picks. You know, he's he's gonna he doesn't have a choice. They're basically kicking him out. I mean, he's what a, a an 11th year senior. Um, so older than Stetson Bennett, basically. Yeah. Um, you got, you know, Penix that's, you know, that that's out there at, at, at Washington, you know, um, so so you're going to have a, a, a lot of guys. But I tell you what, this is going to be Beck's opportunity to really just kind of shine. I think Bobo is more I, I you know, because I think with with Munkin, you know, it was more 50 50 more, you know, a little bit more run because he could, but I, even though Bobo is keeping the same system, he's kind of a high-octane mindset guy. So I, I do see the ball getting into the air a little bit more, um, and, and, and it's going to be you know, a little bit more lopsided for, you know, from a pass standpoint because everybody is, is going to be loading up on the run. So they're thinking that they're going to say to themselves, and this is what I would do, I'd say, you know what, Beck, you're going to have to prove to me that you're going to be able to, to throw the ball to win the game because we're going to stack the box. 
And, yeah, I was curious how that works because, I mean, uh, you start to feel that way. Yeah, yeah. So so I, I see that being a situation where, you know, they're they're going to do it, and, and, and that's going to be a, well, be careful what you ask for. And I think that Beck is going to absolutely just light them up. Yeah. Now, I want to I want to take a brief second to kind of recall something. I thought this was absolutely awesome to see. Not Georgia related, but Deuce Vaughn got drafted to the Cowboys and his dad is a staff member there. And his staff and his dad actually got to let give him the call. I, I thought, thought that, that was, was the coolest thing you could do. That was that was so awesome. And, um, you, you know, just for that to happen, that's a, that's a dream come true from, especially from a father son standpoint, Deuce Vaughn is, you know, he, he's always being compared um, to um, gosh, I can't even think of the guy that was there before played for San Diego. Oh, I can't even think. LT? You know, no, 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 no. Because of his stature. Um, he also played at Kansas state. I can't think of his names. Very Darren Sproles. Darren Sproles. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so yeah, he's yeah, always yeah, compared yeah. to, you know, to, to Darren Sproles and Darren Sproles actually went to the NFL and, and, and made a pretty good name for himself. So, you know, uh, for, for him to sit there and battle and and want to be there to, to, to put in all the work and then to have your dad give you that call. Wow. Yeah, that that was that was one of the moments, man. Like, I, I know a lot of people maybe take away from what outside of what Georgia did. Dude, I love those moments where you get to see like the reactions and the emotion that comes with it, because like what you had uh, well, you obviously you had. Did you hear about Kenny McIntosh when he no. got the call? They, they like just go to the Seahawks uh, uh, Twitter account and just scroll back. You, dude, it is, it is, it's heart wrenching, dude. It, it's, it's, yeah. <laughs> oh, that's it's, so awesome. Yeah, it's just the emotion behind it, man. Um, anyways, I want to give a uh, give a shout out, and congratulations to all the the draft uh, the drafted players that came from the University of Georgia. Uh, and also Rusty Manziel for joining on three. That's a big yes, move. Sir. Yes, sir. I already talked about it. Do you want to? Do you have, what do you have to say about that? I, I just think that's awesome. I mean, the fact that he went and, and, and made that announcement, I, I just think that's great. I mean, we we have to get him back on the show again. Um, you know, just just to have him just kind of talk about that. Um, Rusty Manziel has just been a huge staple in a lot of these kids' lives. And uh, so for this to happen for him, I mean, it, it is just it's just awesome. Um, yeah. And again, like you said, you know, c- congratulations to all of the Bulldogs that 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 got drafted. I mean, these are these are dreams come true. And even if you did go undrafted free agency, a lot of people there's, you know, millions and billions of people that can never say they had the opportunity to either be on a, 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 a camp roster or whatever the, the percentage is so small so all the work all the effort all the whatever they put into it but first giving their heart and soul to the university of georgia then to go on and do something else uh, i mean it, it's just absolutely amazing absolutely we're going to wrap it up with pat's comment here i love this um he, he talked about carter walking to the stage fighting back tears but at the same time we're gonna we're gonna do this Nolan telling his new Gator GM he drafted dogs because he wanted to win was great too. And there, there was a hold on, the, we're going to end it with this. There was a comment that he made at the end of that video, just like Georgia. We're going to end it on that one. With that being said, have a great day. We will catch y'all later. Go dogs. Go dogs.
Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.